Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. Happy New Year to you for joining us live this morning. On today's episode, we have a United States Women's National Team roster wish list. It's officially 2023. We've got to get into all things World Cup. But a quick reminder before we share our wish list likes, follows, subscribing, commenting on our YouTube videos, all that stuff helps us out so much here at Attacking Third. So subscribe to us on YouTube and give our videos a thumbs up. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Happy New Year, Lisa. How are you doing today? Happy New Year. Yeah, it's our first time jumping on the YouTube and, and the live in 2023. This is a big year for us. That's how we ended 2022. We talked about everything to come in 2023 with soccer, with attacking third, with NWSL, and there are a lot of things to look forward to. It is literally so nuts that we're in 2023 already um but yeah. i I'm can't good. believe i haven't seen you since last year yuck, yuck. Oh, boom. <laughs> i love that um i mean it's true like it, time flies as as the saying goes uh but it's always good to be back here and with the turn of the calendar becomes the January camp, which is the first time that we'll get a glimpse at the United States women's national team in a world cup year. And black Wendonofsky will be putting out a, a roster for this camp that truly sets the tone for the entire year and for the world cup. This is an incredibly big year for the United States because they are looking to win this world cup, go three P something that no nation has ever done before. And it starts right now. I mean, it started six months ago. It started nine months ago, but it starts right now in terms of the players that are going to be on the rosters. Are we going to see consistency moving forward from what we've already seen? Are players coming back from injury? There are so many balls up in the air right now. Um, and that's really why I'm so excited to do this episode to talk about my wish list for the roster, your wish list for the roster, because full disclosure, we haven't talked about it once to each other. I mean, we haven't named names. We've talked about it, but we haven't named names. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what you have and who you're you're putting on the plane to New Zealand with the U.S. I'm with you. I know we were speaking a little bit, you know, before hopping on and going live with this episode and oh, we're just amped, man. We're just like really excited for for the new year and 
um couldn't believe that like this is it like with Jan January 2023 like we've arrived um and we're roughly about six months out from the world cup and like I said we're just so amped we're just so thrilled to to do all this kind of you know coverage and in the build-up to the world cup and this kind of stuff is always fun because this is just like it's still early enough to where it's like we we won't know until until we know so mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me y'all um Less frog in my throat. Uh, my New Year's kicked off with a trip to the urgent care and um, shout out to science and antibiotics. Yeah. And uh, it was a grind during the holidays for sure, but happy to be back and a little less froggy on this one. Um, and I'm glad because I'm excited to, to talk about who we want to see in this January camp um, coming up in, in New Zealand, coming up very, very soon. Actually, now mm -hmm. that we're in January, it's... Uh, it's going to be players heading off to New Zealand for a pair of friendlies uh, January 17th through the 20th against the co-host nation New Zealand. But something that I think we need to chat about a little bit before we hop into the players that we would like to see involved in these camps was shortly uh, ahead of the new year. And this was something that we actually weren't able to touch on um, in some of our news and notes, but uh Coming off of the the recent Men's World Cup uh, in Qatar, uh, it turns out FIFA has rejected requests to increase uh, maximum squad sizes for 26 players on the roster at the uh, upcoming World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. And there were some, uh, you know, pretty notable uh, managers and head coaches who were kind of leading the way uh, in terms of, you know, wanting to have the same you know, perspective in roster sizes going into this summer's World Cup. Um, so Germany's Martina Voss-Tecklenburg and, and Serena Wigman, they they have sort of led the way on this to, to move from initially 23-player squads to a 26-player limit, um, just based on what they also did for the World Cup in Qatar. And so the new, when this news dropped, yeah. understandably, we were sort of reacting to it in real time and we were kind of like, well, this doesn't make it make sense to us how we're different six months apart and the roster sizes will be different. Exactly. And even you look at uh, last year for the CONCACAFW championship, Black Wendonofsky's roster was 23 players for the United States. But when you look at the Euros and the European championships, both the men's and the women's had 26 players for the 2020 and the 2021 editions of those tournaments. So these enlarged rosters are becoming more and more common. And we have talked about it on here that when Qatar for that world, the men's world cup that just concluded when they enlarged those rosters to 26, it was like, okay, the next one's going to be the women's world cup in 2023. Um, I was pretty shocked that FIFA rejected this uh, expansion of the rosters just because of how it worked in the men's world cup and, and kind of how we see that unfolded. Um, and the fact that this was rejected a little bit surprising to me. Now we are still what, like seven months out, eight months out from the start of the women's world cup. I think that maybe we could see them return to this and change their minds depending on the 
meetings of the coaches, meeting of the nations, right, of all the different uh, federations having that conversation and and making a case for having 26 players on the Women's World Cup rosters. But I was a little shocked by this because those extra few players really make a difference in terms of injury, in terms of exhaustion. There's a lot of travel between New Zealand and Australia, and there are nine host cities. And some of the groups that are playing throughout the group stages will be traveling hours via plane to get from one stadium to the next. That's exhaustion. That's fatigue. That's heat. That's um, player injuries. That's, I don't know. I personally, I really wanted to see a 26 player roster for the women's world cup. I'm with you on that. You're not going to find any disagreement from me. I think again, when, when this news initially dropped, I I was like, how, why, like make it make sense. Um, You know, some of the, apparently some of the rationale around rejecting that sort of proposal was was the fact i guess i guess the timing of this particular world cup compared to um the timing of the the world cup that took place um in qatar i the fact that this world cup is going to take place in the summer which is traditionally done for a world cup but apparently with domestic play already having been cranked up at that point in the, in this point in the year that that was part of the rationale behind that to sort of, um, you know, I guess relate, like tie that into potential injury as well. And I'm just kind of like, well, wouldn't that also be the counter argument for injury? Because that was something that we spoke right. about in our year in review was the fact that there were so, we were constantly talking about injuries in 2022. And it's not like we haven't spoken about injury before, on this show, but I think at the point we were trying to like guesstimate the amount of players that we heard for ACL specific injuries. And I think at this point, the tally was from the collegiate level through uh domestic play or even international play. It was, it was around 50 plus players mm-hmm. and how that number is just so jarring when you kind of take a look at it like that, in just the span of uh, the scope of, of one year. So the counter argument for that, I think you could make counter arguments on both sides of for that, but with the domestic league coming into play, but there was also, it was, I saw online that the, some of the rationale behind that was that, you know, giving, making sure that there would be expanded rosters for the 2023 world cup would perhaps give um, advantages to uh, more of the, the top programs, the top ring programs right. versus lower ring programs. And I just, I just think you can also make counter arguments for that as well. I mean, we, we constantly talk about, you know, lack of opportunity when it comes right. to this side of the game and how rare that is for some programs out there, how minimal that is, you know, re- and opportunities, AKA are, you know, it's also tied to resources and how scarce those can be for, for certain programs. And this is a, uh, one of the reasonings they saying like, Oh, like it'll, it'll also expanded for roster formats will only help top programs. So the answer is to limit even more opportunity for some yeah, of these I other just, programs. Doesn't make I sense. I agree. I don't I don't really follow that rationale. I mean like I understand it on one side of the coin how how allowing top nations to bring more personnel will strengthen them and only make them better and make it harder for the other nations to catch up. But I don't really believe that because everyone 
it deals with injury, right? Every single nation, yeah. regardless of status, regardless of FIFA ranking. And I think that's one of the biggest factors of having an enlarged roster is that it allows a little bit more wiggle room and a little bit more um, understanding for these teams and these players that if someone gets an injury, there is someone else there to, to kind of step in and fill in the spot. That has been there all along. It's not like a bringing someone back in from home, traveling them wherever this team is. I'd I disagree. I mean, I think there should be 26 players on the yeah. World Cup rosters, and I think it would benefit the the countries that are maybe making their debut at this World Cup. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I'm with you 100. Uh, percent I think it'll. I think it'll be. There's more benefits. There's more pros and there's more cons to to not having the the extra the extra players in the roster. The you know, I'm curious if if this was rejected, are some of the things that we've seen over the last two to two plus years in international soccer, are they going to start sort of removing those things in this tournament? And that also gives me some concern as well. Like, are we going to start seeing an end to the five, the five uh, player sub window? You know, is there, is there going to be changes to, you know, whatever they are, hydration breaks or concussion protocols like that, that stuff like concerns me a, a little bit when it's kind of, you have this, but look, Talked about how the timeline is we're about six months or so out from this World Cup. Perhaps there might be another, we might get another update, another shift in perspective on this. Um, and maybe there will be an opportunity for there to be 26 player um, rosters, you know, with additional subs. Um, and I hope so, because we're going to start getting into the wish list now. And full disclosure, Lisa, <laughs> I've got 26 players. <laughs> on my wish list for this January camp. And let's just sort of like continue to put the focus on this camp right now, because this is the one, this is the one that's going to sort of set the tone for 2023 for this team moving forward and their journey to the world cup. And it does, yeah, I just am like a little, I just am curious if perhaps six months from now, when we, you know, maybe look at our wish list here, or, you know, when we do our official reaction to the to the roster drop for this January camp, how many of these players are going to be on that final roster for the World Cup? And I think this six-month window is, is already going to confirm some things that perhaps some of us might already, you know, know or have an inkling of. So what we're going to do is we're going to go by position in this one. And, of course, we're going to start with with goalkeepers and, and defenders here. When when I'm when I was putting together my January camp wish list, I pretty much was thinking of players that I plan on seeing with this pool of, of uh, this pool of players and this coaching staff for the rest of the next six months. So you might see some names on here, and you might say, Sandra, is that like really? logically possible here to have included some of these players on this list. And I'm, I'm going to make that case for yes, but you might not see that in this goalkeeper position right here, because these are all players that I feel like you might agree with to a certain extent for me, of course, I'm going with Alyssa Nair. Uh, there's Casey Murphy. And I'm also going with uh, 80 French for the goalkeeper pool in the January camp wish list. How about you? I love this, Sandra. I mean, when we do our, our wish lists and our rosters, sometimes we just align head head like head to head. Um, and that's exactly what we're doing because I've also got 26 players on my roster. I also have some people on my roster that some may say, hey, 
Are you sure you want to bring them? What's happening here? Uh, but I'm looking at the long game for Black Wanonofsky and for the United States. And um, and I want there to be 26 players in this camp because this isn't the World Cup roster. This is the preliminary World Cup roster. And for my goalkeepers, I am three for three with you. I have Alyssa Nair, Casey Murphy, and A.D. French. I think when you look at... Nair, I mean, that's a shoe in Casey Murphy has also gotten a lot of consistent time last year. She also kind of elbowed out Aubrey Kingsbury a little bit and, and solidified her spot as that number two goalkeeper. And then Vlach Wadonofsky bringing back in Adriana France after her stellar season with Kansas City Current in the NWSL and a, a player in France that has a lot of international experience. She's been in these positions before. Um, that's exactly who you want as, as rounding out that third goalkeeper trio. And I, I think heading into this camp, Nayer is still the number one. But between French and Murphy, I think that number two goal, goalkeeping position is up for grabs. And I'm excited to see kind of who will play between those two um, against New Zealand in, in January. I'm with you. It's not so much that it's like, okay, so these are the three goalkeepers that we're going with for this January camp. And maybe that's probably going to, that, that's likely to be the more predictable of the positions, right? Cause it's only three that you were. And there's only three. There's, there's, only, three. Only, three that, there's only three that we're selecting and going with. Um, but I think that, that window of games, the two games against New Zealand is where we actually are going to pay a little closer attention to this goalkeeper position because like, who's going to get the starts in either of these games and, and how is that going to, you know, what is that going to look like for the coaching staff when, when they, uh, are having not just one, but two games against the same opponent, right? So who's, who's, are we going to see, you know, uh, 45 minute shifts? Are we going to just see start for start swap? I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably play a little bit closer attention to that as the games get closer, but let's chat a little bit about defenders and who we would like to see along the defender core going to New Zealand for the January camp. And of course, I've got like 10 defenders on this. <laughs> I'm excited to, to hear who you have for these defenders because there's people that you can choose from that um, whose names haven't been on the roster in a while. Oh, 100%. And I got to tell you right now, there's absolutely going to be those players for me on this camp. I've got Crystal Dunn, uh, Becky Sauerbrunn, Alana Cook, Naomi Girma, Sofia Huerta. I've got uh, Emily Fox. I've got uh, Haley Mace on there as well uh, because I just feel like she was someone who slotted in very late into the year for this uh, national team camp. And I think that they're likely to keep her along for some more opportunities with this team. Um but I've also got amongst this core, I've got the return of Kelly O'Hara and I've got the return of Emily Sonnet uh, along this defending core. So I, I just think at this point, there's a certain uh, there's certain players who have been with this team over the last year that are going to remain part of this player pool that the coaching staff continues to make their selections from. And my hope is that until they have to absolutely submit their final roster to the World Cup, that they're still going to continue to call in a lot of these usual suspects. Because um, maybe it's not necessarily about that cohesion anymore for some of these mm -hmm. players who have played together for some time, but it will be perhaps for some players who have been missing for a little while. So when we're looking at players like Atirna Davidson, who was out all of 2022, 
is back in training. She's with Wolfsburg, apparently getting yeah. getting some training in before having to go to potentially go to a January camp, right? Um, we have to take a look at and see, obviously, where she's at in her progress. But these next six months are also going to mean that some of these players who have been part of this program for some time still have to get reacclimated if they've been out with injuries. So for me, that includes someone like a Tierna Davidson, that includes someone uh, like an Emily Sonnet, that includes someone uh, like, like Kelly O'Hara. And I, and I just think when it comes to more veteran players, it's so funny to like even think in my head and talk about somebody like Tierna Davidson as a veteran, but because she's still so, so young of a player, but this is a player that already has won a World Cup, that has already had the experience of going through oh, uh, preparing for a World Cup with the senior women's national team. Um, so I am sort of considering her as, as, as one of those more veteran players because of that experience behind her, not so much because of her age, but those players, I think those more veteran players who have had that experience with the team, as we start to see 2023 progress, we're going to see the return of more and more of those veteran players in, in, into this, um, into this pool of players. So uh, at defenders, I will say this, it's the it's the it's the biggest amount of players that I've got on my <laughs> on my twenty six wish list. Well, it's just because we love the defender so much, um, frankly, right? Like, so I have very similar defender sure. list to you, but not identical by any means. Um, okay. Naomi Gurma, Emily Fox, Alana Cook, Becky Sauerbrunn, um, Crystal Dunn, Sophia Huerta. I also have Tierna Davidson making her return to this roster. Um, uh, I'm hoping that she's available to actually play in the game, right? And, and compete in tackling and touch soccer, essentially, as it goes, uh, contact soccer. I also have Kelly O'Hara still on this roster. She should be back from dealing with her injuries, um, as well as Sonnet. Um, I think that Sonnet's a player, Emily Sonnet, that Black Wadonofsky is going to keep around because she has been there and she has been in this. Um, so for me, I don't have quite as many as you. I don't have Haley Mace on my roster, but I've got Germa Fox, Cook, Davidson, Sauerbrunn, O'Hara, Huerta, Sonnet, and Dunn. I think that Crystal Dunn is a player that we saw come back slowly. Uh, well, she came back quick, but then get a few minutes slowly at the end of 2022, um, playing against Germany for the United States in their most recent pair of friendlies that they just played in November. And she got minutes there. So I imagine that he'll continue to build her up throughout this January camp and the time in New Zealand. But some of the players I'm most excited for is Gurma and, yeah. and how uh, Naomi Gurma can play alongside someone like Atirna Davidson. That's a duo that I am just itching and dying to see. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if we'll see it in this January camp. I mean, we don't even know if they're on the roster. But I, I think that in training for them to be able to play with each other and get those minutes just in practice and being in the same camp together is going to be really, really beneficial for both Davidson and for Gurma. So that's the pairing that I am so excited to see. And then you throw in a Becky Sauerbrunn there who's going to help give them that leadership and those skills on a big trip like this leading into a World Cup year. I mean, she's got the experience because she's been able to do it so long. And and I mean, Davidson too, right? She's on the verge of... Yeah caps or so right she's been with the u.s senior national team since 2018 she's got like 48 49 caps at this point so a veteran i'm i'm calling yeah. davidson a veteran as well yeah no I, I i just at this point with six months you know leading up to to the mm -hmm. biggest stage in the world i just 
I don't think you don't look at someone like Davidson and not consider her that at this point. Um, yeah. It's fun. Again, it, it's funny. You, we could say that about a few players in this player pool because despite being very young in age, some of them have already won a World Cup. Some of them have already played in, in multiple international tournaments at this point. Um, some of them have, you know, more caps than, than, than some others who, who might be involved in this pool. Um but I think it's a very important note that, that you mentioned about, you know, having players in this camp. But will we see them, you know, participate in some of these actual friendlies against yeah. New Zealand? And I think with this camp, I think it's very important to, to note that. Because for me, when I was putting together this 26-player roster, I was also the mindset where I'm just like, we actually might not see some of these players play. So will we see, you know, that, will we see that continuity where there's like, hey, here's our, our 26 player roster or training camp roster, but we will only be dressing like 23 for these games you know like that's something that i think we're we're gonna you know try to, to take a look at when those when that release finally right. does drop for the the official january camp roster but for me i was going i was like in that that was lingering in the back of my mind i'm like listen i'm gonna go with 26 players but i have a feeling they're only gonna dress possibly 23 like there's a possibility that yeah. we might not see tina davidson play until something like she believes that so I know that's what I think as well, especially you with your 10 defenders. I've only got nine here, but I, I agree. I don't, I don't, I'm not optimistic that we will see Davidson in games. Um, and that's why I've got Mace on my, on my roster, because I don't know yeah. if we'll see Davidson actually play. I don't even know if we'll see friendly. Sonnet, right? Like we don't know technically at this yeah. point, the, the, the rehab and development of players like Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet, um, Tierna Davidson, I'm going to throw in there, but uh, it has been stated that they should be available for this camp. And even if they're not game ready, I think that those three will still be involved. Um, but I, Again, like I don't if we don't see them play in the minutes and they are on the roster, like I wouldn't be too surprised about that, especially Davidson. Like you want to wean a player like that back in and not throw too much at her. 100 percent. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. We won't know until we know. Um, But for now, very early January 2023, A3, we're manifesting a Davidson Germa duo and and look at those two. We want to, We want to see it. Uh, we've got we've got more positions to go through, more players to to talk about on our wish list. We would like to see in the January camps. We've got to go through our midfielders, and we've got to go through our forwards. And we're going to do that right after a quick break. All right, let's chat about it. Let's keep going through this 2023 January camp roster wish list. We've gone through goalkeepers. We've gone through defenders. Now we got to talk about our middies and we got to talk about our forwards. Let's take a look at who we've got in the midfielder section. I'll be taking the lead on this one once more. Listen, a lot of usual suspects for me in this 2023 20, uh, January camp roster wish list. If we saw them in 2022, they're going to be <laughs> on the wish list for me. Midfielders, unshockingly to some, I've got. Rose Lavelle, Lindsay Horan, Christy Mewis, Andy Sullivan, Ashley Sanchez. I want to continue to see these midfielders get into these camps and continue to see their play together. I want to see Taylor Korniak make her return as well. Um, I don't know if the midfield is, is where this coaching staff is going to see her or continue to utilize her. She's been coming in pretty late in some of these uh, game scenarios and asked to sort of float and hover around up top, but she's listed as a midfielder constantly 
for this coaching staff. So I'm going to have her listed in the midfield as well. I want to continue to see Sam Coffey in the mix for this. And similar to Tierna Davidson, I do not, you know, I'm not 100% sold on the fact that this player will be available to get any type of match minutes. But if it's about recreating a World Cup experience, I absolutely have Katarina Macario included in this midfield list. I want to see this player with this team in New Zealand in January, if nothing else, to continue to establish the camaraderie that this team has established over the last 18 months. I think if Macario is, in fact, close to possibly making a She Believes Cup appearance or even even post She Believes Cup appearance, uh, I think you have to start integrating this player uh, back into the environment. So I've got Katarina Macario listed on this as well. I love this, Sandra. I like the midfielders that you've got here. Um, I'm going to run through mine. Pretty similar. Not identical, though. I'm going to put that out there. Of course, the usual suspects, Rose Lavelle, um, Lindsey Horan, Andy Sullivan, Ashley Sanchez. I also have Christy Mewis on this roster. She was not the first midfielder I named. No, she was she was one that I was, I was looking to add a little bit more depth to the midfield, so I put her back on there. Um, Sam Coffey, of course, this is a player that needs to get consistent time with the United States. She's built up that consistency and she's continued to develop. I think she's one of the contenders for that defensive midfield role against Andy Sullivan. And to have them both in this camp, in the January camp, traveling to New Zealand, that competition between those two needs to be elevated. There needs to be a, a chip on the shoulder there for both of those players saying, this is my position and I need to own it. That's the competition that I want to see throughout this midfield unit. Um, and then I also have Taylor Corniak on my list as well. So she rounds out my seven midfielders. Um, I think that the minutes that she got in 2022 with the national team um, elevated her as a player and to continue to give her those minutes and that time and that recognition with the national team will help her become a better player, but I think will also help the team, right? She just adds something a little different, even if it's consistently getting Korniak in the last 20 minutes of a game, the last 15 minutes of a game, it poses a lot of questions to opposition purely based on her size and, and what she's able to do. And um, I'm saying that as a player, as a former player, as an analyst, that it's there's so much more to Taylor Korniak's game than her size, 100%. But to continue to develop her foot skills and her vision and her awareness on the field and her ability to make runs in behind will only elevate her game. And then you add in the fact that she's over six feet tall. It just poses so many questions and challenges for opposition uh, that that it, it would behoove Vlachowanovsky to continue to develop her. But um, I like our midfields. I mean, they're pretty consistent, right? I think that if this ends up being the roster, um, I, I we haven't seen Vlachowanovsky switch it up too much from a Haran, Lavelle, Sullivan, maybe a coffee thrown in there. But that's that's what has been so consistent throughout 2022. And he wouldn't have done that over the last 12 months if he didn't think that that was the midfield moving forward uh, with this side. Um I also see in our chat right now, people joining us live on YouTube. Thanks so much. Drop your picks in the chat. We like seeing them. We like reading them. Um, M. Wood saying, hey, I miss Sam Mewis. I miss Sam Mewis too, <laughs> yeah. but she won't be back. And I didn't add her on my yeah. midfield roster for this because I think it's way too early in her recovery. There's players that you add to this 
this roster that can get training time and training minutes when it's going to be beneficial for them and beneficial to the players around them. I don't think yeah. you bring in a Samuels at this point because all she's going to be doing is is rehabbing. And why travel her all the way to New Zealand when she can do that with her sports teams, um, her sports medicine teams right here in the United States where she is. But I, I think depending on when Mewis, Sam Mewis gets back, we'll see her make her way back onto this roster. She's one of those veterans that brings that ability to the United States um, because she's been there and because she understands how to do that leadership role that she does so well. I'm just, um, I'm again, I'm with you hundred percent. I just, um, it's also just a different um, perspective right now when it comes to talking about the injured players who have been away from this, this, this roster pool. Um, When it comes to talking about some of the, the players who might be making their return, to this team in 2023, there's been different conversations and there's been different information when it comes to players and their timelines. So we've heard, like, for example, we've heard updates about somebody yeah. like Eternal yeah. Davidson. We've heard updates about, you know, somebody like Katarina Macario, where we haven't necessarily heard a timeline or an update is with somebody like Sam Mewis. So because of that, I'm with you. I, I didn't have her listed in my midfields uh, for this wish list as well. Now, if we're going like truly like shoot for the moon kind of wishes, like, yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> if Sam Mewis is at a point right now to make a return to this, to this midfield, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I absolutely would love to see her in this. Right. As well. I would include Julie Ertz in this right. mix as well. Like, I, like there are still, there's a still like very loud, strong contingent of folks out there who are like, where's Julie Ertz? And the truth is, is like, she has been on maternity leave. She's being a mom. Um, yeah. You know, settling with family and there hasn't been too much uh, of an update around Ertz in that capacity either. So we do know mm-hmm. that, she missed the entirety of 2021 with a, with a knee injury and an uh, in NWSL and played in the Olympics and wasn't a hundred percent in the Olympics and then continued, you know, to, to miss out on the NWS season. And, and then started a family and that's really the only update for somebody like, right. like an earth. So it's like, we're looking at some of the names that we're maybe making a return on this wish list of ours, but it doesn't surprise me that you or I didn't have somebody like a Sam Lewis or, no. or Julie Ertz in this mix and as well, just because of those lack of updates. Right. I mean, there are a lack of updates just so we don't know what's happening with them. Um, I can assure you that Black Wanonofsky has talked to those players, right? He's told that to the media. He said that he's been in communication with them. And I also think that this January camp is a little bit different than January camps in the past. And that's another yeah. reason why this this roster is going to be um, 26 or under, right? I mean, that's why we pick 26 player rosters because they are traveling to New Zealand. Uh, that's a big travel. They have two friendlies that they're playing. Last year, January camp, the United States didn't compete against anyone outside of their team training squad. So that would be a moment where you bring in some of these players that maybe don't even have a timeline to return to the pitch. Uh, But just to get them back in camp, get them around the team, keep them within the United States. So I think the difference in in a 2022 January camp where it was inner squad training only, no friendlies, no 
real travel, uh, no travel outside the United States, you can have a little bit more freedom as a coach to bring in players that you know aren't going to see any time. Whereas this one, you're in preparation for a World Cup. You're traveling to the host nation of the World Cup and you're competing in two friendlies. You have to make some of those tough decisions when it comes to that. And and yeah, I mean, not including Sam Yost, not including Ertz. I'd love to see him there. I'm sure everyone would love to see them there, including Black Wadonowski, but it, it's not realistic to put them on this type of roster. Yeah, I think you could also like maybe sort of have you could sort of like maintain that perspective when we're looking at the forwards, like who mm-hmm. we might see on this, you know, forward core uh, throughout 2023. But I think for this January camp in New Zealand specifically, and this was tough for me because I was like, well, if I'm going like defender heavy, if I'm going more midfield heavy, there's not going to be a lot of room for for a ton of forwards here. Um, but I think at this point, I think the forward core for this player pool is going to remain smaller compared to maybe some of the other uh you know positional areas for this team that maybe the coaching staff might want more depth in the defensive Mm -hmm. areas or the middle third areas for this roster and so it won't shock me if maybe the forward position is smaller um of the other positions out there so for me when it comes to forwards i think you've got not only your usual suspects i think at this point some of these forwards are locks for 2023 if all things remain the course like good uh, good form and you know healthy and fit i think you've got you know you've got sophia smith you've got mallory Pugh as the two essential essential players for um this forward core going forward i think uh, alex morgan and her form in 2022 saw her return to this player pool and if anything it just re-solidified um you know, her presence uh, amongst uh, the forward core. I think they will still continue to keep Megan Rapino as part of this forward core going forward. Uh, a big chunk of 2022 was the discussion of her addition and her return back uh, to, to the team. And I think uh, sort of closing out 2022, where we saw Megan Rapino kind of like leading the, the flag a little bit to, to try to end that, uh, that losing streak. Uh, it kind of, I think, reminded the coaching staff why they essentially brought this better. She proved herself. She proved herself in 2022. Smith, Morgan, Rapino. I've got those players amongst the forward core. And I was really, really torn in going back between two players specifically. I was really torn between Trinity Rodman and the return of Lynn Williams. This is another player that we have talked about um in terms of the the larger player pool that has been injured over the course of 2022. She's another one of these players that we had gotten updates on and saying like, Hey, like perhaps this player is going to make their return in early 2023. I think Lynn Williams is one of those players that you can look at and point out and say, this was the, when we look back at this era, you're going to say like, this was the prototypical Andonofsky player Mm -hmm. that, this coaching staff wanted to see within the system Um, and just sort of looking at how this 2022 went for the United States women's national team. You could see that they missed a player in Andonofsky's squad like Lynn Williams. So I'm a little curious if we're going to see her as part of this forward court for this January camp. I would love to see it, but the thing is I would also really love to see Trinity Rodman 
So maybe it's not really 26 for me. Maybe it's really 27. Who knows? But <laughs> I want to see. Can just add on players here. <laughs> let's just just let's add players as we're going. I'm 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 the new FIFA overlord, and I say 30 player rosters. I mean, technically, <laughs> this is our wish list. We can do whatever we want. You can add 27, 28. Do what you want. Sandra. Oh no, Go yeah, this it. is an absolute like, you know, making it's like just making the the most horrific choice it's like why would you ever want to choose between trinity rodman yeah. and and lynn williams but i'm also like again i had this list in mind where it's like i don't know if we're going to see some of these players actually get minutes so are we going to have like the return of a of a tierna davidson and a lynn williams possibly a katarina macario to go ahead and just make their return to a camp and not necessarily get actual match minutes um possibly like quite possibly um but i don't know we'll see i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little torn in this one so why choose between rodman and williams when you can just put them both on your roster because that's exactly what i did who am i taking off then it's like who am i taking off if i really want to keep it 26 right i have seven forwards on my list and i didn't have mace as one of my defenders right we had a little bit of mace right we had a little bit of a difference there. I mean, that's how I looked at it. I, I would rather have Lynn Williams and Trinity Rodman there. So maybe that means goodbye, Haley Mace. Um, but my my forward crew is pretty similar to yours. Sophia Smith, Mallory Pugh, Alex Morgan worked her way back onto this roster, proved that she deserves to be there. She's going to be a difference maker. Same goes for Megan Rapino. A, a lot of talk in 2022 about what she could bring to the team. And we saw her role pretty uh exclusively be this game-changing player that comes on in the final 20 minutes of a match and can lift a team up, can get them goals, can be that veteran. I mean, she's one of those players that there was some question marks about why she's on the roster. And she said to the world, I deserve to be here and this is going to be my role and I'm going to do it to the fullest. Um, and I think she will continue to be on this roster through the 2023 World Cup. Rapino is going to the World Cup, I believe. Um, I also have Trinity Rodman on this roster and Lynn Williams and I put Kat Macario as my forward mm -hmm. crew. So I, you had her listed as a midfield. Mm -hmm. I listed her as a forward. Um, she plays both. She mostly plays midfield for Lyon. But I think under Vlako Anonofsky's system and, and the midfield that he has, especially between Rose Lavelle, Haran, uh, Ashley Sanchez, Kat's going to be higher. She's going to be more of that withheld nine that plays. And and this yeah, is also a player that I, I doubt we will see get time. She won't play. Maybe she'll just be training non-contact. We uh, don't know. I'm hoping for her to be there for She Believes Cup and get minutes in, from Katarina Macario. But that that means that she needs to be called into this camp, get back into the swing of things, head to New Zealand, uh, be with the team on these friendlies. And as we talked about it, if there are 26 players going to New Zealand, maybe he'll dress 23. Cat will not dress, but sure. I want her back in the mix and I want her there. Um, similar goes for Lynn Williams. This is a player that's been working her way back from injury. She missed all, if not 99% of the 2022 season. We know that she was actually training at the NWSL final with Kansas city current. Uh, so she was getting touches on the ball, getting back into the swing of things. And I think that 
as you mentioned, Lynn Williams is a player that Vlachonanovsky likes to have in his rotation. He likes what she brings to the field in in her ability to get in behind opponents and, and to pop off the back line and back shoulder. Uh, I would love to see her play in the front line alongside Pugh and Smith, um, kind of see what the three of them could do together. So that's my crew. That's who I have. My 26. I didn't add a 27th. I just moved my roster around a little bit yeah. from what you put out there as well. But I, I wanted both Rodman and Williams there. And I was yeah. going to make it work. I was going to move the puzzle pieces around until it fit. I feel you. I feel you. <clears throat> no, I think there's I think there's a good case for, you know, saying, hey, maybe we eliminate a mace and then bring back on somebody else, right? Is there anyone like missing amongst our list that you're just like we still can make a case for them or, or or we could close that chapter right i mean i think honestly mace you made a really good point to add mace to that defender crew this is someone that had gotten time um but like it depending on how we see some of these other defenders come back into the into form kelly o'hara tierna davidson emily sonnet i just don't think there's going to be room for Haley mace six months down the road when we're, we're talking about the finalized World Cup roster. Um, some people in our chat are giving shout outs to Ashley Hatch. I don't foresee her making her way back onto this roster unless something spectacular happens that she's able to prove herself. But this is a player that kind of trailed off in 2022 with the club season. I mean, you go from 2021 Golden Boot winner and Ashley Hatch, NWSL champion, um, she was making a name for herself, but I think her style of play is similar to that of Alex Morgan's and Alex Morgan proved herself last year that, that she knows what she's doing in that role and that it's hers. And, and now it's hers to be taken from her in that sense. Uh, but otherwise I don't see anyone else that um, is glaring or, or that we're missing. There are definitely a few players that are still making their way back from injury. How, how we'll see them come back into the yeah. fray of things. I mean, Casey Kruger out on maternity <laughs> leave. I, I don't foresee her coming back into this roster, uh, but anyone else for you that you think of? Yeah, I, I definitely thought of of Casey Kruger. She was one of those players. Um, she's one of those players that I'm curious about because she's a, she's a player who has been um, <clears throat> specifically named <laughs> by by Vlad Goyandinovsky in some of these 2022 press conferences and media availabilities as as that very long list of of injured players or players who were out on maternity leave continue mm-hmm. to to sort of make their way back to to this this player pool ahead of the world cup. So because she's someone that he has specifically named because she's someone that he has, that he clearly rates. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, as, as a defender amongst the pool of players, she's someone that he took with the team to the Olympics. So um, I'm curious if this is one of those players that might get called into a January camp and maybe we see one of the, you know, kind of next gen players kind of make their exit as well. I think that's yeah. something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. We've talked about how some of these more experienced and veteran players as they continue to make their return from something like maternity leave or injury, who is getting woven in and who essentially is getting woven out. You know, thank you for your service. We will revisit this, you know, kind of post World Cup. Uh, what's that going to look like? What that's going, going to happen? I just... I just feel like as we get closer to the World Cup, as more of these experienced and veteran players continue to get healthy and have an opportunity to get woven back into camps with this team, that picture will become more and more clear. 
And just based on previous history of this team, no matter who's been head coach, if your experienced and veteran players are healthy and able, they have often gotten the nod to go to a large international tournament over the younger and up and coming player. And I don't foresee that changing with this coaching staff ahead of this particular World Cup, especially in light of the way and how they ended their 2022. So if you're telling me that there's a possibility that there's still room on this roster for some of these players who are still in the pool and they have a shot at the World Cup, I would agree. And I would include Casey Kruger in that uh, in that mix as well over somebody like a a mace or somebody like a fox Mm -hmm. i think we saw a most recent example i don't see her i don't see her taking fox's place i think emily fox i'm just saying that nothing's going to shock me at this point in 2023 (laughs) that's all i'm saying nothing is going to surprise me i already got that all out of the way like back in 2019 that's like the most recent example that i can remember i mean we had even then a kruger who had been with the team in the build of two world cup for about two years and then I think Ali Krieger was involved in a, one camp or possibly two camps, or it was two friendlies in one camp, but I believe it was against Belgium. And then all of a sudden there was a roster, World Cup roster that was announced that Casey Krieger was not on that roster mm-hmm. and Alex, uh, Ali Krieger was. Yeah. So I just think like, again, as you get closer and closer to a World Cup, no matter who's in that head coaching uh, position, if there's an opportunity to have your experienced multi-World Cup winning, you know, uh, sort of veteran-esque players, that they will be chosen perhaps over some other candidates. And I'm very curious as to see how this January camp goes and how She Believes Cup goes as well. Because I really think the combination, this back-to-back kind of window of opportunity and what that's going to look like for this coaching staff and how they're putting together, uh, how they're putting together their rosters. Yeah. I mean, I think that the names that have been thrown out in the last year um, are are drastically different. And I don't foresee them changing too much between now and and July when the World Cup roster is is going to be released. But you look back to the 2022 January camp roster, um, Aubrey Kingsbury was on that. That was the first time we saw Alyssa Nayer back um, after her Olympics injury. That was her first U.S. Women's National Team camp back. We saw Amani Dorsey on that roster. We had Jalen Howell on that roster, Mm -hmm. Margaret Purse. Um, And then there was some movement after the roster had been initially announced that Morgan Gattral and Morgan Weaver would be added to the January camp roster. Those are all names that really were were short-lived on the national team um, throughout 2022. They, they got a few looks, and that was the point of the January camp. Bring in all of these players, see what they can do, have these inter-squad competitions. But now it's coming back to, okay, can we build in a few more of these players that have been injured, get them game competition? I, I think Kristen Press is also a player that a lot of fans and, and people are looking at and circling and saying, when is she going to be returning from her ACL injury? She was uh, reported to be just a a little bit behind Katerina Macario in her recovery. So late February, early March for Kristen Press. But I don't think that warrants her being on this January camp roster. Um, And and even someone like a Morgan Weaver, Ashley Hatch, I just don't think that, that they proved themselves enough in 2022. And as you said, 
Anything can change in the next couple of months, but I really foresee Vlachwaninovsky sticking consistently with the players that he has been using consistently while also adding in some of those players returning from injury. Yeah, I am am just really curious how this will look because it's being held in New Zealand. You know, this this is supposed to mimic, this is going to mimic the World Cup group stage for them. They want to go through a six-day mini camp and close out with two friendlies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a little bit different from from previous January camps. They've been much bigger before in the past. They've been local, obviously. They've been stateside. <clears throat> what is that going to look like for this team in twenty twenty three? I don't know if it'll be as big. It, it really might not be twenty six players. Like it could be twenty three. It, it could, could be twenty two. Twenty three. Yeah. So there could be even more players, you know, omitted from this this list, this wish list. That you know, we just we just put together this, and this isn't like a, an ID camp, which once sometimes we s- would see in December, or or, or the continuation of that and, in, and in January. And the ID camps are massive rosters. I mean, we kind of saw a little glimpse of that with like Alyssa Thompson getting her first call up in in November in those German Germany friendlies. Um, she's another player that like don't think we'll see her this year, right? Like after the world cup, maybe you recircle a young player like that, see how you can build them into the mix. But I mean, yeah. who knows for now. And I am, I'm just like, does that, if this is not a world cup year and this is like a different January camp, <clears throat> do we see a Carson Pickett back? Yeah. You know, in the mix, do we see, do we see somebody like, like Alex Loera, like in the mix here? Because of the, the rookie season that she had with the from current. your mouth to Black Wendanowski's ears, Sandra. Let's Do get it. Do we official in this camp yeah. if it's not a World Cup January camp? Me official closing yeah. out her 2022 as the leading goal scorer globally in women's soccer, 33 goals, mm-hmm. ranked highest by the International Federation of Football and History Statistics. How is Black Wendanowski not looking at her, not talking to her, right? Like it's it's like it's 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 like how do we not how do we not include that that player in in the mix in this? And it we're going off of we're going off of recency. That's really what we're going off, what we've seen from this coaching staff. We'll see. This is just our wish list. If this is, excuse me, if this is a regular January camp, is yeah. me official yeah. on your list? Mine? Yes. Black Wendanowski's? I'm not sure. I'm asking for yours. Yeah, she is. I, I think she is. But, but my January camp may also be 28 players. If it's just a regular January camp in the States, no competition. Yeah, I would even put Alyssa thompson on there um you gave her a shout at the end of the year put her on there yeah me official is on my thing get her into camp see how she competes see how she plays alongside smith you get her in there with alex morgan in in training see how she competes in in this type of environment for sure yeah i i think if it's i think if it's a regular january camp or you can you know you have it stateside you have it with a couple of friendlies attached to it in an international window, I think you make sure that somebody like me officials on, on that list, but because of this, this type of January camp and, and what it's created and built to be, I don't anticipate that she'll, she'll be on it, but 
if this isn't a World Cup year, I want her in there. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. Like I don't foresee too many shakeups because it's a World Cup year and and what January camp has been historically and, and what the coaches are looking for at this point when they call in these players. Um, no, maybe if there was like an ID camp in January. But again, we're still talking World Cup year like we're still or in December. Excuse me. We're still talking. This is preview for a World Cup year. I don't know if she's there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hopefully. We'll get to see her there sooner rather than yeah. later. We'll see. Mia Watch continues for us at 8-3. <clears throat> Losing my voice, y'all. It's been an hour already, so that's about all you're going to get out of me. But uh, <laughs> listen, it's a wish list. <clears throat> We're just making it up as we go. We're just trying to have a good time in 2023 in the six-month buildup to the World Cup. We'll see. We'll have to do the next episode when the official roster drops. We'll talk about who's on there, who got left off. We'll talk about if we made any correct predictions in either of our wish lists. Who knows? Stay tuned. It'll likely be dropping very, very soon. Thank you all joining us uh, this morning on Attacking Third. We appreciate you as always. Apologies once more for the voice. Make sure you download, follow, listen to A3 anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash attack third. Like, follow, subscribe, leave those comments. We want to hear from you. The NWSL draft is coming up next week. We're going to have previews, mock drafts, and so much more. So stay tuned. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attack and Third.